0: Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.
1: What these young bloods have to understand that this game has always been, and will always be about buckets.
0: Just attack the basket.
2: Welcome to Buckets, brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. This is your Wednesday NBA Playoffs Game 2 Best Bets episode. My name is Matt Moore. I'm the Senior NBA Writer for the Action Network. want to let you know that everything we talk about today can be found in the award-winning Action Network app, the best place. For you to track your picks, you get up to the second information where the bets and money are coming in. You also have great content, our Green Dot Daily Show. Get your betting agenda set for the day. We've got all our podcast in there, including this show, along with you've got our baseball show, a hockey show line change as the NHL playoffs go on so much great stuff check it out at the action Network app join me today got a great panel today for best bets Jay money you can find him on Twitter at Jmoney is money he is battling through not feeling great today so I appreciate him being with us and Sean little you know him from MSG networks on Twitter at Chicago flow fellas glad to have you on board as always we'll go around the table we'll do best bets and then we'll do the cap on him Jay what's your best bet for the Wednesday slate in the association. Yeah. Give me Milwaukee Bucks in the first quarter in a bounce back J spot. All right. Bounce back J spot on the Milwaukee bucks. First quarter minus three, Sean, what's your best bet for Wednesday? Milwaukee bucks full game minus nine. Okay. So I guess we're talking bucks uh, and heat today on the show. That that seems apparent right away. Uh, I'm going to tail Jay. And I'm going to take the uh, bucks first quarter. I'm also going to be over 223 and a half in Wolves' Nuggets. We'll talk Lakers-Grizzlies here in a bit. Let's start with Heat Bucks. Heat get the win in Game 1 behind an offensive explosion from one of the worst offenses in the NBA. Uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo leaves with a back contusion after, taking, uh, after Kevin Love took a charge on him, causing a lot of controversy. Giannis on Monday, Sean, I'm sure any of the Athletic report, reported that uh, Giannis, there's optimism that Giannis will be able to play in Game 2. If there is anything optimistic about Giannis, I assume he's going to play. It's pretty rare that it's like, yeah, no, we think he might play. Oh, no, he couldn't get there. Um, He's like the anti Embiid in that sense. Um, Giannis is going to play. I think it seems pretty likely. Jay, I mean, listen, it seems pretty obvious. Bucks can't go down 0-2. Got to get off to a hot start. Probably pretty pissed off about how that game went. What are your reasons for taking Bucks first quarter here?
3: Yeah, well, first off, the Bucs are the number one team in the first quarter scoring, um, averaging around 30.6 points per game. If you look at the Miami Heat on the road, they're second to worst in the NBA in first quarter points per game. Obviously, they're on the road here. Obviously, you get the level of complacency here as well. You All you want to do is go on the road and steal one of those games. They did that. They came out hot, and you could argue they were in better basketball form as well. The Bucs were off such such long of a break. Uh, the Heat had just come off though, uh, two play-in games, right? So they were much more in, in uh, form I mean, that way, We know Budenhoser is not the best in Game Ones as well, but Game 2 in the bounce-back spot. No Tyler Hero on there, over there for the Miami Heat. It's going to be a new start lineup. It's going to be an adjustment period for their uh, lineups as well. And like I said, I mean, if this was a regular season game, Giannis might miss three or four games. But this is the playoffs. I don't. I think he'll tough it out. I think they come to play. Bucks come out here hot early and often. I think they come out actually catch a trifecta spot first quarter, first half in full game. But the top spot for me is Milwaukee Bucks in the first quarter. Quarter minus three here. Bounce back, Jay. Spot
2: Miami Heat nineteen and twenty three against the spread in the first quarter on the road this season. The Milwaukee Bucks twenty two and twenty against what is always a pretty heavily stacked line for them uh, against the spread first quarter. Sean, you're taking the full game. Why do you like the angle on the on the full game?
1: Yeah, I echo a lot of the things Jay just laid out. I expect Giannis to play. I I feel a lot better about it that he fell, came back, and then they were like, "All right, you know, you're not moving too too well." Let's pull you here. If he didn't come back and there were still questions about if he was able to go at all, they there was a there was a chance that he was going to come back and play the rest of that game. So I like Giannis to play. And I can't I can't harp enough on how outrageous of a game the Heat played offensively, easily one of their best games of the year. We know they scored 130. They only scored 130 plus three times in the regular season. They shot at 60% from three, 60% from the floor. They had Completely lights out games from Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, Kevin Love, and Caleb Martin. I think no hero is going to be massive here in the second game. Now, this is Jimmy Butler's first time all season long hitting 15 shots from the field. He hasn't done that one time this entire season. He's been living at the line. For him to score 15 buckets in that game one, it was just an outrageous performance. When Giannis plays the entire game, versus the Miami Heat this year. They're 2-0. One win was by 18. The second was by 29 points. Both of those games were in Milwaukee. The number was minus nine in game one with hero and a series even 0-0. Bucks are now down 1-0. That complacency is going to set in. They they did what they needed to do in, in this spot, get a win in Milwaukee, get back to Miami. Hero's out. That's the third highest usage guy. Behind Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, sometimes uh, their second most used guy. There's been times this year when he's been the number one guy offensively. I don't believe the Miami Heat have enough firepower. i like the Milwaukee Bucks to bounce back, get a big W at home. I'll lay the nine points.
2: All right. Over at FanDuel Sportsbook, if you do the smash spot, which is uh, Bucks' first quarter winner, no push, Bucks' first half winner, no push and the bucks minus nine, you get a plus 146 on the same game parlay. Jay, do you like it enough for that?
3: Yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to be the one to talk you off. These are one of those spots where I feel like the Bucks probably come out here up ten at the end of the first quarter and they won't look back. Um, like I said, we know this Heat team's this, their offense is anemic. Um, I really think the Bucs mainly come down, come and clamp down on defense. We saw it in the second half as well when they made their runs. Uh, Struce, guys like Struce and Vincent were just hitting some incredible threes. I really think they were the main important players there. But I expect the Bucs defense to really tighten up here. I think they they probably smack these guys up by twenty
2: points in this game. Sean, any interest in the same game parlay?
1: I thought one plus one forty-six was is a little short, to be honest. Yeah, I think light. that
2: is, yeah, that's that's that
1: sounds light to me. It's interesting because, like Jay laid out, the trifecta spot is interesting because I do think Milwaukee comes out from the jump and takes care of business. But to to remove the tie in the first quarter and then remove the yeah, that the plus one forty six seems a little light, but I do like Milwaukee to take care of business. I w- I would bet them individually. I'd bet the first quarter, bet the half, then bet full game. Before I tied it up together in a LA. lay, but like I lay it out, I like Milwaukee to come out here and take care of business. The the way that Kevin Love shot the rock, the way that Jimmy Butler was getting anything he wanted without Giannis down there, the way Caleb Love was comfortable. I mean, it, it was ridiculous, and th- that's just not gonna not gonna happen again here in Game Two. I expect I, I would not be shocked if Miami doesn't break a hundred here.
2: Nuggets Wolves. I'm taking the over two twenty three and a half. This one's pretty simple. I've got this projected two twenty nine and a half, and my number's usually like the under in Nuggets home games, uh, but this one projects a little bit over. Here's the other thing: is uh, the this line dipped from game one to game two based off of what the Nuggets defense looked like? And like for sure, the Nuggets defense looks a little looks better. The Wolves played honestly about as badly as I could imagine them playing. They shot badly. They turned the ball over. They didn't turn over the Nuggets. They were completely lost. They had no coordination. They were completely discombobulated. They were impacted by the crowd. It was miserable. Towns got going late third, early fourth when it was a blowout. And one of the reasons that he was in there was like, let's see some shots go in. He made a three um, in the fourth quarter. And you saw him kind of be like, all right, finally. Okay. Like he just needed to see one go in. Towns should do much better in the second game. I think they'll move away from the stagger rotation where they actually had Gobert and Towns together in the second unit. That was... An interesting combo because it's like you put your two best big men on the floor in the non-Nicoli Jokic minutes, but like they're not good together. <laughs> like they're just not very good together. If you just put Towns in that rotation, which is what I think Finch probably does, I think Towns probably eats versus the second unit of Denver. Um, Aaron Gordon was in foul trouble immediately. It's going to be a tough matchup for him. He's dealing with a massive size disadvantage in playing his small ball five minutes. That's what he wants um, to the point where Malone actually went to DeAndre Jordan. That's like that's that was a that was not a chosen move. That was a <laughs> Aaron Gordon's in foul trouble and DJ played well. Like credit to DJ. DeAndre Jordan played really well in that game. Um, in general, the Nuggets also didn't shoot great. So I, I think we're probably looking at some regression here. Both teams adjusting. I also think I asked the Nuggets about their intentions to play with pace. And they were like, we want to get into, into the clock earlier. We can't let them set. We've got to push pace. We're one of the best teams in the league. And they're they're right on this. They're one of the best transition teams in the league. So when they actually choose to put that effort in, their offense is absolutely elite. They should score a lot more here. I'm going to play the over 223 and a half. That number is just too low. Um, Sean, you got any thoughts on that one?
1: Yeah. No, I think you're dead on. I think the, the way – that Denver also does successful hoops as they get out. Jokic gets the rebounds and then makes the correct pass to get out in transition. They did that in game one early and that's how they, they ended up rolling in there in the second quarter. So yeah, I agree with you. I think similar to what we were talking about with the play in games, I think Milwaukee was just a bit, a bit tired. They did what they need to do to get in the playoffs. Now in this game too, they could put together a better game plan, especially offensively to get rolling here.
3: Jay, do you have a lean on the side for this game? I don't I don't really have a good feel for this series to be honest with you. I think the Timberwolves are starting to miss too many players. They are missing their best defender, in my opinion, outside of Gobert, obviously, and Jaden McDaniels. But um I do think, I mean, Huntley talked about in the postgame interviews that they have to play a lot faster. They were playing way too slow. Um, and they just weren't they weren't into their offensive set. So I do think the Timberwolves have to try to pick up the pace and they're probably gonna try to run and gun with the Nuggets. Um so, like I say, I think the over is a good look here, mainly because the Wolves have to, I mean, when they score 80 points, that, that's not going to happen again here. So you could just isolate it and take Nuggets team total over, but I do think the Timberwolves get over 100, get to 110 here. They have to push the pace. They won't have that bad of an offensive game, but I, I don't know what to do with the Wolves right now. I do think they're starting to miss uh, way too many bodies.
2: Final game on the slate, Lakers-Grizzlies. This open with Grizzlies minus one with jaw expected to miss the game it was minus five and the opener was a lakers one handily after jaw went out uh it's moved to lakers minus one here total c26 and a half I, I am staying away i think my lean would be towards memphis based off of they play pretty well when jaw's out they've done that the last two seasons it's carried over this year tyus jones is a perfectly capable starting point guard their depth is bad. The Lakers depth is not awesome. They will stagger pretty well. Like the stagger minutes with AD or a uh, LeBron will be pretty good in the series. Um, I think the number might actually just be right. I don't necessarily. So here's the problem. Uh, I don't necessarily know if jaw is worth four and a half points to the spread. Uh, this was, there was a three and a half in the market. So that may have been, I may be high on that. Um, I don't even know if he's worth two and a half to the spread. I like, phenomenal player really exciting to watch love Jaw. how can you not love Jaw? but to the spread I'm not sure he's on the level of impact this is a three and a half point move now with the line move towards the Lakers so it's like if the Grizzlies were three and a half that's four and a half now off a of Jaw. that's too much like that's objectively too much and so like you kind of think like Memphis probably has a little bit of value here because that's an overestimation of how much their mission Jaw. I just, I don't have a good feel for if the Grizzlies have enough bodies to counter them. I don't know if they, I have a good enough feel for if Rui Hachimura is going to repeat his game one performance, he might. Um, I think Austin Reeves will be good because Austin Reeves is just a good player. AD is going to continue to dominate because they don't have any bodies to throw at him outside of Jaron. Jaron stayed out of foul trouble in that game and had a phenomenal game with 30 points and doesn't matter. Like, he still got like destroyed in his minutes. The Grizzlies defense was terrible in the second half, and that's like not their identity. The Lakers defense was terrible, and that's not their identity. Like, I don't know what to take from game one going forward because it was such an outlier on so many things. I'm going to stay away from this one. I lean Memphis. um, But Jay, I'm curious to get what your thoughts are on this on the series on the game.
3: Yeah, I could only look at Grizzlies' first half in the bounce back spot. Um, here, I am worried that if Tyus Jones, if John Morant is out, Tyus Jones will be the starting point guard. Then who's going to play backup point guard? You're probably going to have to. you probably going to have to uh, have Desmond Bain there, which he's a young player. He can play them uh, basically the whole game. Maybe some Luke Kennard, but I am worried about their backup point guard. But this has to be an under game if John Morant is out. He pushes the pace. Tyus Jones, every single time he's coming game, all you see him doing is just putting his hand up running this plays walking the ball up the floor here. So I do expect both teams to play some really good defense here. The Grizzlies know that they have to lock down defensively. They know that I mean, Hachimura is not going to sneak up on them now. So uh, this, just, this just has to be an underspot if of John Moran is out. Uh, two great defensive teams. I do expect Jaron Jackson Jr. have a little chip on his shoulder after winning defensive player of the year, which we I think we were all on agreement in knowing this will Cash some nice money on that one. But uh, this has to be an underspot, and I can only look towards Grizzlies in the first half of the spread. Now, i not agree I don't think the Lakers should be uh, favored by one year
2: as far as the spread or the total goes I think this is too sharp personally uh 226 and a half I've got this 229 So like his jaw and the pace adjustment that he brings worth three points probably probably right so I, I think this is probably on target I had the over in game one and that cash but I don't necessarily want to go back in on it um in the second game like I don't think he can stabilize it I expect a little bit of regression from both teams offensively so like I'm with Jay, and then that I lean to the under. I'm not going to play it, but uh, Sean, curious on your thoughts on the game.
1: Yeah, it's uh, I think both numbers are sharp, especially with how many question marks are out. I don't believe Morant's hand got enough attention as is to come out with a hand completely wrapped up your shooting hand, and then you go out and hurt it in that in that same game is is very interesting. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing how he comes out, but I do want to key in on this is an absolute dream game. Game one was for LeBron James. This is what he's been envisioning for quite a while. I come in, I shoot timely shots at the end of the game. I lay back, run the offense. Anthony Davis absolutely dominates in every sense by the basket, at the rim, block shots, rebounds. And then I have a guy in D'Angelo who has a bounce back game. He he, he played a lot better than he did in the play-in spot. And then I just get to watch Austin Reeves play the pick and roll in the fourth quarter. Perfect. Like, that, that's kind of what he's been trying to do. That was his whole reason to go get Russell Westbrook in the first place, I think. Let me just calm guys down, run the show, decipher how I want the game to run, and then put guys in the right position. And then when a timely shot is needed, I'll be there. The The game Rui played was sensational. Reeves was sensational. Um, I think similarly to Miami, they're not going to score another 120. They're not going to have another 128 point game. So the, the, the defense is going to step up here. The role players will, will take a step back for some regression. I'm interested to see how LeBron James handles game two game ones have historically been games where he feels things out. So we'll see how it shakes in game two. But like you said, Matt, I believe the total sharp, I believe the number sharp with the question marks around the, uh, john morant but memphis we know they're one of the best teams in the league at home so we'll see i expect them to play a lot better in game two
2: yeah it's funny because you look at well the grizzlies are this great team at home and the response is but yeah but this is the playoffs okay well it's the playoffs and the warriors are still trash on the road so how do you like <laughs> it's true and why it's it's only true if it, if it validates it yeah. uh Jay, I want to before you. I want to ask you about Lakers Grizzlies uh, series price. So the series spread for the Lakers to win in six or fewer is minus one eighty four. Do you like that bet better or a Lakers future better on like the Western Conference, which is going to be much much higher? Obviously, uh, you get conference. You get uh Lakers right now plus five fifty to win the conference. Between those two, like if you're like if you're going in on the Lakers, go all the way, or are you just like, no, no, I just like them in the series?
3: I would still take them uh in six. I know it's high juice, but I mean, juice doesn't really matter if you cash the ticket. But I still think the Lakers gonna win this series. Um, I don't know. I'm not going that far as Lakers to get that far to the Western conference. I mean, obviously I I hope that they that they do, but I'm not so sure. I, I don't know. I, I'd have to look at it more, Matt. To be honest, which I, I kind of like to take it series by series. I would just take the Lakers in uh, six or fewer. Um, but I'll be honest. I do think this is gonna be a, this gonna be a tough one, man. I don't I don't know if I uh, believe that the Lakers gonna go up 2-0 heading back to the house. Uh, I just I think this series is going at least six games, and if for that to happen, that means the Grizzlies will have to win Game Two. I think they, I think Grizzlies first half and and under are the right side, and I think Grizzlies full game on the right side as well. I think it's one and one going back to L.A.
2: Sean, what do you think? You, would you rather play a Lakers future here or just lay the one eighty four? Yeah, I
1: would. I couldn't lay the one eighty four because <laughs> th- this is one of those things where you lay one eighty four and then Memphis wins Game Two, and it's. It's right back to to being plus money. You could get the Lakers at potentially to win the series. So I I would fade one eighty four. If I had to take one of the two, I would take the the plus five fifty to win the to win the West.
2: All right. Let's go right up for buckets for your Wednesday. Thanks for joining us. Appreciate you guys being with us. Make sure to follow the Action Network on Twitter at Action Network HQ. You can follow Jay on Twitter at J Money Is Money. You can follow Sean on Twitter at Chicago Flow. I'm at HP Basketball. My well, thanks to David Payne, our producer, as always, for putting the show together. We'll see you guys again tomorrow with more best bets for the Thursday slate. Till then, get buckets.